When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And good evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O the Pain podcast for a uh, Monday, Martin Luther King Day, January 17th, 2022. And the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, by Anita Tires, and uh, so happy to welcome to the program our newest sponsor, and that, of course, is DraftKings. Before we get to all the football wild card weekend and everything that went down, uh, the first thing, the first thing I want to say is, uh, of course, today is uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, his holiday, uh, one of the great men of all time, and and I will say this about Dr. King: God, do we wish that he was alive today? Because God knows that this country could use him. All right, Joe Beningo. The Old the Pain podcast, as I said, Monday, um, Martin Luther King Day, Jan- uh, January uh, 17th, 2022. You know, what a weekend this was in the wild card weekend. And I, I got to start with this game. I got to start with the Cowboy-San Francisco 49er game from yesterday. Uh, the Niners win it 23-17, to the final score in that game. San Francisco now will go on on Saturday evening and play the number one seed in the NFC, Green Bay Packers, at Lambeau Field. I'm going to start with this. If you're a Cowboy fan, you got to be you got to be delirious. Uh, no, number one, does Mike McCarthy keep his job? I mean, that was one of the worst coached games that I have ever seen. I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. And I've seen a lot of bad coached games as a Jet fan. I can tell you that. This was right out of, you name the terrible Jet coach playbook. I mean, right from the get-go, seriously. And and, and let me just say this, too, about McCarthy, because this is a guy, when he was let go by the Packers a couple years ago, I wanted him to coach the Jets. He came in for the interview, the whole thing. I wanted him to be the the Jet coach. They eventually wound up hiring Adam Gaze. Obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, I'm sure it would have been better with McCarthy, but he has been terrible in Dallas, and he was terrible yesterday. First of all, his team... In a game they really needed to win. I mean, let's be honest. The Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since the 1995 season. Haven't even been to an NFC Championship game since then. This was a game the Cowboys had to have at home, uh, you know, uh, winning the division, 12-5, and the whole deal, and they did not look ready to play football. Like I said, I want the McCarthy to coach the Jets, but boy, oh boy, they did not look ready to play an NFL game, an NFL playoff game yesterday. What a disaster that was. 14 penalties by the Cowboys. They killed themselves. They shot themselves in the foot all day with penalties. And none bigger on that last drive when San Francisco had the ball for the final time. And I forget who the defensive lineman was. It looked like the Cowboys were off the field. They had all their timeouts yet, the whole deal. And a def- and a, uh, a legal hands to the face penalty against Dallas, giving the Niners a key first down that killed more clock and eventually would kill 
get rid of all the uh, the timeouts for the Cowboys. So when they finally had the ball, they had no timeouts left. And God knows that came into play at the end of this football game. But 14 penalties in this game. The Cowboys were down at one point, 23 to seven. And and this play, I couldn't believe this. I'm watching the game, and this is something I've never seen before. 23 to seven is the score. The Cowboys are really in trouble. They got a fourth and five right around midfield. They're getting ready to punt. They fake the punt, and they get the first down. Nice throw by the punter. They get the first down. Big play in the game, no doubt about it. Then, I don't get it. The Cowboys still have the punt team on the field, and they wait about 15 seconds while the play clock is running. Eventually, the Cowboy uh, special teams runs off the field. Now the offense comes on. By the time they can get the playoff, it's a delay a game penalty. What the hell was that? I, I, I'm watching the game and I'm like, what? What are, you, what are you doing here? You just hit a big play, maybe a game-turning play with the fake punt, and you try to get cute. I always say this. Anytime, in, especially when we're talking NFL, maybe any, really in anything, but when you're talking NFL games, when you see coaches try to get cute, it always comes back and kicks them in the ass. It always does. And they wind up getting a delay game penalty. Now they eventually wind up getting a field goal out of that, you know, fake punt. But that's a huge how do you how do you allow that to happen? And at that point, they're down 23 to 10. They eventually get the game to 23-17. Like I said, penalties all over the place. Pre-snap penalties. I mean, just 14 penalties. And I know the Cowboys led the NFL in penalties this year, which is not a statistic you want to be leading the NFL in, and which is really amazing when you think that this team went 12-5 and and still had more penalties than anybody else. Well, boy, did it come back to bite him yesterday. Unbelievable. But we fast forward to the final drive of the game. Cowboys have no timeouts. They need a touchdown to win the game. They're down six. They're driving. They hit a bunch of passes to stop the clock and, you know, get the whoever the receivers were, get out of bounds. Comes down, there's about 14 seconds left. The Cowboys got a first down on the San Francisco 40-yard line. And I'm watching it, and and uh, uh, Prescott, Dak Prescott had just uh, spiked the ball, and now it's second down. So the Cowboys got 14 seconds left, three plays to throw the ball into the end zone. This is what I'm saying as I'm watching the game with my wife. Forty On the 40-yard line of the Niners, to me, this is it. You got to score a touchdown. You, you know, you got no timeouts left. What I got to do is see if I can get three passes into the three Hail Mary passes into the end zone, which is not crazy from the nine or 40 yard line. To me, that's it. Those are the plays. There's no other play that you should be running. Nothing to the sideline. To me, it's okay. Everybody downfield. Let's see how many passes we can get into the end zone. At least two. Maybe we could get three. Of course, maybe we hit the touchdown and eventually wins the game with the extra point. Maybe we do. What do the Cowboys do? Dak Prescott runs a quarterback draw up the middle and gains about 15 yards. But now it is down to, by the time he gets up off the ground, there's like seven seconds left. The clock is running and Prescott could not, they could not get back to the line of scrimmage soon enough because the official has to place, has to mark the ball, not, not Prescott as he was trying to do. And the game ends. Oh, my God. Wow. How the hell does Mike McCarthy survive that? I don't know how he does. I I, I got to tell you. I mean, right now, 
Uh, and like I said, I've been I've been, I've been pro Mike McCarthy. I defended him when everybody was killing him in Green Bay. I wanted the guy to coach the Jets, the whole deal. I was happy to see him get a job with the Cowboys, but I don't know how you bring him back after that. I mean, that is a brutal. I th- of all the things that I saw here in 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 Super Wild Card Weekend, and of course we got another game tonight, Monday night game, tremendous. Uh, the final uh, Wild Card game of the weekend. Divisional matchup between the Cardinals and the Rams in L.A. Should be terrific, no doubt about it. But how does Mike McCarthy survive? Now, it's still early in the morning. It's I'm doing the show. seven. We're 7.30 in the morning here in New Jersey. All right, beautiful New Jersey where it's just the weather is just lovely. I know the whole country pretty much has terrible weather right now. So uh, it's not New Jersey alone. God knows that. But it's 7.30 in the morning. It's 6.30 in Dallas. Really, I will be surprised if Mike McCarthy survives the day as head coach of the Cowboys. I, I, I really will, because that was as putrid a coaching performance as I have ever seen yesterday in my 60 years or whatever it is of watching professional football. Just unbelievable. The penalties, the fact that his team didn't look ready to play. You go to the opening drive of the game when San Francisco had the ball, they just walked right down the field. They were getting chunks every play to eventually score a touchdown. It looked like the Cowboy defense wasn't interested in tackling anybody. I mean, it was really bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. If you're, and I know a lot of Cowboy fans. I was talking to a couple guys. There's a couple Cowboy fans right in my complex here that I was talking to yesterday uh, about this game or the last couple of days about this game. And they, you got to be livid. If you are a Dallas Cowboy fan today, you got to be off the wall. No other way to say it. And watching the game yesterday, you could see Tony Romo. Obviously, he's you know he's a cowboy through and through. He was rooting for Dallas. I mean, it was pretty evident. And, he, and how could he not be the way he was talking watching this game? But you could see that Romo was just, oh, my God, completely uh, frustrated about what he saw going on yesterday. So an unbelievable game, just a brutal coaching performance by Mike McCarthy. Uh, as it turns out, we'll see what happens tonight in L.A. We'll see how that plays out with the Rams and the Cardinals tonight. But uh, just uh, I can't say enough about how bad that coaching performance yesterday by Mike McCarthy was. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. No other way. No other way to say it. Just absolutely brutal. And again, we'll see what happens tonight with the Rams and the Cardinals in L.A., but the, the Cowboys, the only, uh, at least uh, through the weekend so far, the only home team that loses in wild card weekend. Like I said, we'll see how it plays out tonight for the Rams against the Cardinals uh, in L.A. All right. The other games from yesterday, last night, the final game of the career of Ben Roethlisberger, and they were really lit up by Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Really no surprise there. Kansas City, the much better team, 42-21. The final score in that game, the Chiefs uh, advance. They'll play the Buffalo Bills uh, next uh, Sunday night, Sunday evening, 6.30 in Kansas City. That's actually going to be a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. But Mahomes was phenomenal yesterday. Five touchdown passes to five different receivers. Uh, You know, what can you say? The Chiefs just a better team. Remember, the Chiefs had already earlier in the year, a couple weeks ago, actually beat Pittsburgh 36-10 in Kansas City. They kind of backed it up here. Uh, yesterday, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, what can you say about him? Uh, Hall of Famer, there's no question about it. Uh, two Super Bowl championships, went to three in his career. Um, 
no doubt. He's a first ballot walk-in Hall of Famer. And I think all three of the guys from that draft class, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger, all on their way to the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers will get there too, even though he didn't win a Super Bowl or get to one. But I think he's getting there too. So congratulations to Ben Roethlisberger for just a tremendous stellar career, Hall of Fame career, as uh, he closes that out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as I said, all those three guys, Manning, Roethlisberger, Rivers, all will wind up in the Hall of Fame. So Kansas City advances. They'll play Buffalo next Sunday night. As for the Buffalo Bills, boy, did they they lay the wood. I don't know how else to say it. They absolutely laid the wood to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And I picked New England in this game. I actually went two and three over the weekend. Uh, We'll see. I got the Rams laying the three and a half tonight against uh, Tennessee, against the Cardinals, as we try to get a 500-3-3 weekend in the wild card round. But the Buffalo Bills just destroyed the Patriots. They scored every time they had the ball. The first seven times they had the ball, the Bills scored a touchdown. They were unstoppable. The only thing that Buffalo didn't do good the other night, they missed a couple extra points and uh, came, uh, you know, uh, within three points of putting a 50-burger on Belichick. And even though I had picked New England in this game, I got obviously have no love for the Patriots. I have no love for the Buffalo Bills as the Jet fan that I am. But I, I was loving the aspect that Belichick, all the years that he stuck it to everybody, everybody in the division, and he was finally getting one stuck to him. And I'll tell you right now, the Bills, it's a shame that Buffalo could not put 50 on, on Belichick. They put 47 on him, but it still wasn't 50. I believe it's the most points Belichick has ever given up in his coaching career. He got absolutely lit up. Uh, the Bills were a juggernaut in that 47-17 win over New England. And let's be honest, New England got exposed over the last you know, uh, uh, five weeks of the season. They closed the season losing three out of four. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the, to the Bills. They, they closed the season out, losing to Miami. Their only win in the game that really got them in the playoffs was, you know, putting that 50 on the Jaguars in the next to last week of the season. Belichick did it with mirrors this year. He got this team to 10 wins and into the playoffs. And, and let's be honest with this, too, with the Patriots, okay? Mac Jones was exposed. He threw a couple interceptions. Really, the big play in this game, as far as I'm concerned, was right away. Buffalo got the kickoff, went right down the field, scored a touchdown, had a 7-0 lead on Saturday night. And then the Patriots were driving. And Jones threw a pass. Looked like it was going to be a touchdown to Jacoby Myers in the end zone. But Micah Hyde made a tremendous play, breaking on the ball, intercepted the pass. Uh, That ended that drive, and that really ended the game. I mean, you could have... You could have shut it off, even though we were still in the middle of the first quarter. You could have shut that game off right then and there, and you knew it was over, and and, and the Bills were going to win the game and win the game big. But Mac Jones was exposed. Let's be, let's be honest about this with Mac Jones. When you look at all these rookie quarterbacks this year, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, you know all, all the different guys uh, that were rookies this year, Mac Jones – was was exposed. Mac Jones had the kind of year he had for one reason and one reason only, because he was he went to the best coach team in pro football, maybe the best coach team in the history of pro football, with Belichick, Josh McDaniel as his offensive coordinator, and uh, you know we'll see what happens with Mac Jones and the Patriots going forward. But they were clearly exposed, and the Buffalo Bills just lit them up. 
and, and and let's say this too as a Jet fan because what a game Josh Allen had and how good is Josh Allen. And not enough is made of this, but I got to say this, and I haven't said it and I should, but Mike McCagnan, who turned out to be one of the worst general managers the Jets have ever had, and that's saying a lot. I mean, when you're talking about Jet general managers, to say that he may be as bad, maybe the worst we ever had, that's saying a lot. No, it probably was Idzik. Idzik was worse. Idzik was worse, but that's that's really, really hitting the, hitting the skids when you talk about Idzik. But just think about this. Mike McCagnan drafted Sam Donald with the third pick in the draft, you know, what was it, 2018, whatever the year was, and he passed up on Josh Allen. Really, think about that. Think about it. You know, I always talk about, you know, the 1983 draft when the Jets passed on Dan Marino to draft Ken O'Brien, which turned out to be a monumental mistake, a mistake that that set the franchise back for years, maybe decades, okay? Well, we look at this. This could be looked at the same. Now, we'll see how Zach Wilson turns out, how, how it all plays out for him. But let's be honest. One of the biggest mistakes ever was Mike McCagnin drafting Sam Donald and passing on Josh Allen. And I understand that the Browns did that. I understand that the Giants did that. Boy, the Barkley pick. How bad is that? And I understand the Jets did it. You know, they weren't the only teams. Uh, you know, the Jets weren't the only one. But just think about it. Uh, McCagnin drafting Sam Donald <laughs> over Josh Allen. What a mistake that turned out to be. Just un un freaking believable. And Buffalo just lays the wood, as I said, to the New England Patriots. 47-17, that game, of course, on Saturday night. And as we mentioned, Buffalo in Kansas City, 6.30 Sunday night, a rematch rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. And that should be just a tremendous, tremendous football game. Okay, let's get our sponsors in here before we break down the rest of the uh, wild card weekend. And uh, again... Let me bring in my newest sponsor. Again, I, I want to really welcome them to the fold. And that, of course, is our friends at DraftKings. Now, the divisional weekend is here. To me, you could talk about wild card weekend all you want. The best weekend of NFL football is the divisional round. Four great games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. And uh, as the official sports betting partner of the NFL, they're celebrating this DraftKings with a huge odds boost for all their new customers, counting down to Super Bowl 56 in L.A. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team, bet just $5, and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Unbelievable. I'm going to get in on this myself this weekend. I'm thinking about doing a little 14 parlay for the, uh, for the uh, divisional round. I got to see the spreads and everything, how it plays out. We'll see what happens tonight with the Rams and the Cardinals. And if your sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, and of course it is now in New York as it has been for a while in New Jersey, you can still get on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings has given all the new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You got to check it out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code OTHEPAIN. How about that? Oh, the pain, just like the podcast, just like me. O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just 5 bucks, win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Oh, the pain for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, 
an official sports betting partner. The NFL, now you got to be a disclaimer, of course. You got to be 21 or older in Jersey, Indiana, and PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm getting in on a little parlay this weekend with DraftKings. Now, also my good buddies, and what a time we had. I want to thank everybody that came out last Friday night to the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. What a great turnout we had. Want to thank Mike Jones. Tough loss for Mike Jones and his Raiders, boy. That was a tough game to lose. The Raiders shot themselves in the foot all night long against Cincinnati in a game they really could have won. They lose 26 to 19. But, uh, Mike, I I feel for you. But uh, we had a great time at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know the deal. It's located uh, just 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in the Hackensack Fairmont neighborhood. Check them out. The tap room is open daily from 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday. Uh, Have a few there. Remember, they got restaurants all over the area. We can order food. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. And again, uh, my condolences to Mike Jones with his Raiders. That was a very tough loss on Saturday afternoon. Of course, don't forget our buddies, Isaac and Company at Beach Camera, uh, where you can find incredible prices on all uh, different kind of TVs and all your electronic needs. Uh, they have all the top brands, uh, LG, Samsung, and Sony. They've been in business for over 30 years. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison, in, of course, in New Jersey. Let them save you some money. This, this uh, well, any season. I was going to say this holiday season, but any season. Uh, use code JOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. Check out my buddy Isaac and all your electronic needs at Beach Camera. And, of course, uh, my son Johnny, my buddy Ari, his boss at Anita Tire, uh, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale, New Jersey. Ari gave out uh, uh, his usual uh, uh, four tires. He was raffling off four tires. My buddy Sally and Yonkers, who uh, showed up, uh, wound up winning the tires. Good for Sal. But check out Anita Tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, uh, you need tires, you need your car repaired, whatever it is, see Johnny, see Ari, and uh, they will take care of you at Anita Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. Okay, Joe Beningo, Oda Paid Podcast. Uh, let's look at the other games. I mentioned a little bit of the Raiders, a very tough loss, 26-19 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati now on their way. They will play the AFC number one seed Tennessee Titans, and that'll be the early game, the 430 game on Saturday. Of course, in Tennessee, a terrific game for Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase. They were phenomenal. But to me, the story of this game was the Raiders. They shot themselves in the foot all day long. Penalties killed them. Uh, You look at the first drive of the game. They were driving. Looked like they were on their way for a touchdown right away. And then with a second and one, Darren Waller, their terrific tight end, got called for a false start penalty. And that really killed the drive. The Raiders had to settle for a field goal there. Later on in the game, after a, a strip sack of a car that Cincinnati recovered, they 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 uh, turned it into a field goal, and at that point led ten to three. Well, the ensuing kickoff after that, Peyton Barber of the Raiders on a ball that clearly looks like it's going to go out of bounds at the two yard line, giving the Raiders the ball at the at their forty and terrific field position. Peyton Barber picks the ball up and walks out of bounds at the two yard line. What are you doing? And that wound up 
because the Raiders had no field position. Derek Carr almost got sacked for a uh, safety there. They had to punt the ball. They got great field position, Cincinnati, and that led to another Cincinnati field goal that at that point made it 13-3. to But the Raiders came back in this game, and then there was that other drive later on where they had three holding penalties on the same drive. As a matter of fact, the last one of those penalties, I believe it was the kid Leatherwood who had a very tough game on the offensive line for uh, for Las Vegas. I keep wanting to call him Oakland. He'll always be Oakland to me. But a very tough uh, game for Vegas. Uh, remember, Josh Jacobs ran down to the one-yard line. They were, you know, they were right there for a touchdown. And there was that holding penalty on Leatherwood. That was the third of that drive. They had to settle for a field goal. And it really, that, that came back to bite them all night long. They had the ball with a chance. They were driving. They were in the red zone in the final seconds of the game. And the game ends with Carr throwing the ball to Zay Jones, who was triple teamed, and not even in the end zone. Even if he caught the ball, he was going to get stopped on about the one-yard line. Very tough loss for Las Vegas. But give the Bengals credit. Joe Burrow, DeMar Chase, uh, they had tremendous games, and there's no doubt about it. They're going to be a tough team to deal with, and they're going to be a tough team to deal with for a lot of years because Burrow is the real deal as they go on to play Tennessee on Saturday afternoon in the divisional round. Very tough loss for the Raiders. Again, Cincinnati wins it 26-19. to The other game over the weekend, the 31-15 victory by the Bucs. This game was, uh, you know, you could have shut this game off early too. Uh, Tampa Bay jumped out to a 31-0 lead on the Eagles. The Eagles kept turning the ball over. You know, one of the real big plays in the game, it was 17-0 for Tampa Bay right before halftime with the Eagles driving. And Jalen Hurts threw a huge interception in the end zone to kill that drive right before the half. Uh, Eventually, it would be 31-0. A couple touchdown passes in this game for Tom Brady, one to Rob Gronkowski, one to Mike Evans. Uh, A couple cosmetic touchdowns late for Philadelphia. The Bucs win it by a final score of 31-15. to The Bucs will now host the winner of tonight's game between Arizona and the Rams uh, next week in Tampa. That'll be the early game on Sunday. So when you look next week now at the uh, divisional round in the uh, in the NFL, it's 4.30 and 8.15 Saturday. 4.30 Saturday, uh, you got the uh, Bengals in Tennessee to play the Titans. That's a CBS game. I'm assuming Iron Eagle and Charles Davis will do that game. Then at night... Uh, 8-15, you got the uh, Niners in Green Bay to play the Packers. Of course, the number one seed Packers. And this is huge for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, let's be honest. The Packers have to get to the Super Bowl, probably win the Super Bowl. It's long overdue. It's been 11 years, you know, since that 20-10 to season when – 2010 season, not 20-10. to 2010 season when the Packers and Rodgers won their only Super Bowl. At least Rodgers won his only Super Bowl. Packers have won four in their history. But uh, that'll be the late game, the night game on Saturday, and that's a Fox game. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think Buck and Aikman, they're probably doing the Tampa game on Sunday, I would think, Buck and Aikman. So you probably see Kevin Burkhart doing that game on Saturday night. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm assuming that. You should never assume. And then on Sunday, the early game, 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon, it'll be the Cardinal Ram winner in Tampa to play the Bucks, the defending Super Bowl champion Bucks. That's probably going to be Buck and Aikman. And then finally, the night game, uh, the uh, late game, sure, I should say, not really at night, but it is. It's 6.30 start, and uh, a great matchup. Last year's AFC Championship game revisited Buffalo in Kansas City to play the Chiefs. So that's how it's going to play out. As I mentioned, of course, you got the the Cardinal-Ram game tonight. That's on ESPN. Steve Levy and company, you want to check that out. 
uh, and that'll wrap up the wild card weekend. Couple things, couple other thoughts from the weekend. How about Troy Aikman at the end of the Buck Eagle game? Did you hear what Troy Aikman said about the Jets? He's talking about Todd Bowles and how Todd Bowles is going to get another coaching opportunity, which he should. I mean, look, I mean, you know, everybody should get two chances to coach in the NFL if it doesn't work out the first time. All right. You know, we know what Bowles did. He wasn't great with the Jets four years. They were 24 and 40. That first year when they went 10 and 6 and wound up, you know, blowing the playoff spot, losing that game in Buffalo that would have put him in the playoffs to wrap up the season. But Aikman basically says, well, you know, Bowles is going to get another shot. And let's be honest, his first coaching job, he was, and I'm paraphrasing here, was coaching the Jets. You know, what, a, and basically saying what a disaster the organization is, which he's 100% right about, and how anybody that, this is what Aikman was alluding to, and how anybody that coaches the Jets is not going to get the job done because they're such a disaster. So he's almost giving Bowles a pass because he was coaching the Jets. Oh, my God. This, how does Woody Johnson sleep at night knowing the freaking disrespect that his franchise gets around the league? Whether it's Bill Belichick calling uh, you know, the Jet games, the, the Patriots calling the, uh, the Jet home games in New England, uh, the homecoming games, whether the Philadelphia Eagles are basically you know, peeing on the field against the Jets when they played them at MetLife Stadium. Right now to the comments by Troy Aikman. Hey, Woody, it's long overdue that this franchise is a clown show and, and one of the laughing stocks of the league. How do you continue to stand it? And then Aikman also said, you know, how t- he, he, you know, he said, I should have been, we should have been calling the Dallas 49er game. And you know what? He's probably right. How did Fox not get the Niner Cowboy game when Fox has the NFC package anyway? How does that go to CBS and Nance and Romo? So Aikman was not happy about that. Really just, a couple of my observations from Wild Card Weekend. All right, it's time to go. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody that showed up at the Hackensack Brewing Company on Friday. I want to thank all my sponsors, the Hackensack Brewing Company, Beach Camera, Anita Tires, our good buddies, our, our, our newest sponsor at DraftKings. I want to thank them, everybody for listening, everybody, my, my wife who does a great job, my daughter Erin who gets me, uh, who, who there would be no uh, podcast without her. Everybody, enjoy your Martin Luther King Day holiday. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the Cardinals and the Rams tonight. And we'll talk to you on Friday morning. All the love.